Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. All right, we've got an ambitious plan for this podcast over the next week, but I think we're going to be able to pull it off. So here's the deal. As all of you listeners know, we are amped for the home stretch of this 2021 college tennis season. Round of 16 play beginning on Sunday in Orlando. I am hoping to be on the ground there starting Friday. And of course, we will provide all of you with draw previews, recap of last weekend's action, all of the sort of content you've expected from us. We're going to deliver on that. But I am also hoping to speak with all 32 remaining head coaches in the draw. Yes, men's and women's sides. I have already reached out to all the sports information directors. They have all been fantastic. I think the majority of them have gotten back to me with at least one response, if not multiple responses. And can I promise we're going to hit all 32? No, I can't. But I do think we're going to get at least half of the field, get a nice assortment of both the men's and women's teams remaining. And obviously, that's the sort of content we hope to deliver most to all of you fans. Talk to the people still alive in this event. Get a feel for how these coaches are feeling about their teams heading into the final week of the college tennis season. On today's podcast, we kick things off with a familiar favorite here on our Cracked Interviews podcast. You used to know him as the interim head coach of the Baylor men's tennis team. We now know him as the head coach of the team. The official announcement made over the past week, Coach Michael Woodson getting the full-time job, much deserved after, what, a 31-4 and start to this 2021 season. His team, the number two overall seed. We talked to Coach Woodson about what's been a fantastic year about how he's feeling about his team heading into the postseason play, how some of their most recent results have uh, have this team prepared for the postseason. Then, of course, the fact, you know, they've got a lot of veterans on the team, but some of those veterans making their first postseason run. And so, you know, balancing that dynamic as well, it's a fantastic conversation as it always is whenever we have Coach Woodson on the show. Of course, before we get to that conversation, I have to remind all of you the reason we're able to do this day in, day out because of the support we get from you listeners from our Patreon family and of course because of the support we get from our friends at Midwest Sports to get the best equipment at the best prices go to MidwestSports.com use that promo code CR15 you'll get 15% off your order free two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75 best of all a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls MidwestSports.com the promo code is CR15 I will say again our intention to get all 32 coaches on the podcast this weekend if you are a player or an assistant coach or an associate head coach, whatever it's called nowadays, volunteer coach for one of these programs, and you think your head coach hasn't been reached out to yet, bother them. And then feel free to DM me at GreatShotPod. I tried to contact all of the sports information directors, go through the proper channels, but I'm not beneath, you know, 
taking the back channel route as well. If for some reason you haven't gotten my message, please feel free to reach out at Great Shot Pod. Again, trying to go for all 32. It will be considered a success if we get at least half of the field. But for now, we start out with a familiar favorite, Baylor men's tennis head coach, Michael Woodson. Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is Hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the surface provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hartrue has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hartrue in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. Joining us on the podcast now, a man, I hate to say it, but I think we're stuck with for the next few decades, no longer the interim, now the head coach of the Baylor men's tennis program, Michael Woodson. Coach, welcome back to the show. Congratulations on the title. How are you feeling? I certainly feel pretty good. Um, <laughs> you know, it's always good to uh, to secure your family's future uh, for at least uh, a little while that Baylor's going to stick with me. Um and so excited to, to remain here at Baylor with the family in Waco and uh, obviously super proud of, of what the guys have been able to accomplish. I mean, all credit goes to them and, and the staff. Uh, they lift me up every day. So really pleased. Yeah, that sort of professionalism in that answer, that's why you got the gig, Coach. Uh, that's scripted to a T. But, of course, no, it's it's the correct answer. And you look at your team now, 31-4 and four on the year, Big 12 Conference uh, Tournament champions. How are you feeling headed into this round of 16 in Orlando? Uh, we're really excited. Um, you know, it's been, it's been fun to see uh, some of these guys tick boxes, um, you know, in their, in their collegiate journey that they haven't been able to before. Um, and just the appreciation that they each have for going out there and competing uh, day in and day out together uh, has been a lot of fun. Um, you know, obviously at this point, there's there's so many quality teams that didn't make it to Orlando um, that we really feel, you know, it's super fortunate to be in this position to, to play in another match. Uh, I feel like at this point, we've probably seen just about everything uh, and everyone. So, you know, uh, yeah, just really looking forward to an opportunity to compete against one of the nation's best teams in, in Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And you talk about uh, getting to see everyone. I think that's a really interesting note because when we spoke before the season, there was so much up in the air about, you know, how much tennis would you actually get to play this season? How many matches would your team get in? You look at your schedule, your record now, 31-4. and four, 35 matches is a pretty healthy sample size. When you look at how often your team was able to compete, do you feel like you guys have seen it all and you're about as prepared as you could be heading into the round of 16? 
I really do. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I would have said we've seen it all before this weekend, and it <laughs> sure. hadn't. Uh, we had, <laughs> like, crazy wins on Saturday uh, against a team that plays in the wind every day. And so we actually got the best version of Corpus, which I thought was really uh, a huge positive for us. And um, and then on Sunday, we had a lightning delay uh, where there was some confusion over which app we should be following and how far the lightning was away. Next thing you know, we're inside. Um, you know, and, and uh, there was momentum each way on, on the courts, depending on how you look at it. So I don't know if it helped or hurt us, but um, the tone that we were able to set when we came out against Oregon inside was really, really good. And so I felt like that's going to serve us well. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some rain uh, with all these teams in Orlando. And we were so lucky in 2019 to never have to play inside that I'm sure we're going to get hit hard. So I'm glad our guys were able to, to kind of get used to that. Um, no, but I was going to say that and the love bugs, Coach. We all have to get used to that again, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I have a comment about the love bugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, we, the, the facility was built next to a swamp. So I think <laughs> so. Yeah, no, that's that's good. That's that's fair. Yes, and, you know, again, looking at your team, and I, I'm trying to be efficient with my questions here because we could chat for – two hours on all of the success you guys have had this season. But in particular, I want to start because uh, common for framing here when we talk about Baylor at Cracked Rackets is just how broad your pathway is to four points in every match. Doesn't matter if you win doubles, lose doubles, could be the top of the lineup, can be the bottom of the lineup. You guys do seem to have an ability to find four points in a way perhaps no other men's team can this season. And, you know, the one spot you could say of vulnerability, although if you're 19 and 10, how vulnerable are you really is that number three singles position and yet when you look at the last few matches it seems like Sven La is finally finding his footing finally finding his rhythm and starting to play his best tennis I know it's a easy loaded question for you to answer but do you feel the same way there heading into this round of 16 I think that's the the one the one question mark that we've had you know for a majority of this year and I think you know when we had a team meeting the other night uh you know Matias said it best he was like listen guys I mean they looked at Sven and said I we all know that Sven is doesn't feel great about the the year that he's had as an individual it's not up to his expectations but He's leaned into his tennis and his training and gotten what he's needed. And, and the success started with doubles and it's starting to trickle into singles. And we all know that when the chips are down and it's a moment that we're going to be able to count on his point. Um, and I could not agree more with Matias. He said it so well. And, and he just shot a, an, an instant amount of confidence right into Sven's veins. And it, and it came out strong. Um, over the last two days I mean his his doubles was fantastic and his singles I mean listen Quinn Vandekastiel is a heck of a player that Mm -hmm. that guy has an extremely bright future and Sven made him look silly at the beginning of that match and for a lot of the parts of that match and as soon as Quinn had momentum Sven took it back and I thought played a a really gutsy uh breaker um in in difficult conditions um as we moved inside Uh, because I would have when certainly better indoors uh and so yeah i mean he's playing his best tennis right when we need it i don't think he's there yet but probably by the middle of next week look out yeah 
That's the scary part is it really you could tell throughout that Oregon match he did start to find his rhythm and if I were you I would have worn the same green that they wore just to screw with everyone because it could have been (laughs) very very funny from my perspective but uh, no you know you look up and down the lineup and it's crazy because 21 and 5 at number 4 singles 31 and 2 at number 5 singles I don't want to say I told you so about Charlie because I think everyone said that about Charlie but I told you so coach Uh, and then 28 and 3 at the number six singles position uh obviously those guys uh charlie nick spencer they've all been outstanding and yet i think for all three of them it's their first ncaa round of 16 and so you know they're fifth year seniors but they're still in their first go round heading into orlando i guess is there that excitement that nervousness with that comes with a first run like that despite you know them being fifth years you know, it's actually their first time winning a round in the NCAA uh, for any. And so, uh, you know, I think there was that uh, th- that little bit of jitters, uh, especially in the first round and moving into the second uh, for each of those guys. Um, and, and thankfully, you know, the other three guys, it's not their first rodeo and they've handled the situation quite well. Um, you know, and, and I think that combo of, of them having the experience, I mean, it, you know, they haven't played an NCAA tournament before deep, but they've played in big matches and they've played in a lot of big matches this year. Uh, and they just have, it's so easy for these guys to look around and feel like, well, our team's probably more complete than the other team. And so I'm going to feel a little bit more relaxed knowing that I don't have to win that the, my, my team can pick me up. Um, and that usually leads to better tennis. So yes, there is definitely excite and excitement about it, but they're not that excited because they have a job to do. Um, they're just locked in and ready for that. Absolutely. And from a coaching perspective, you're never going to say, oh, we're happy we took that loss. But the late season loss to Texas, does it help you from a coaching perspective to say, see, guys, you know, we can lose. Does it help steady the ship in a season that you're, you know, you're 31 and four to remind everyone, you know, we can be beaten? For sure. No, we, we need to, we, you, you need to lose matches. You need to learn. Uh, you need to continue to find ways to grow. And, and that one caused us to have a, uh, you know, a real heart to heart among amongst the guys and the staff and the team about what it was that each of us needed in order to bring out the best of us on match day in tough situations. Uh, and I, I don't think that that happens without that loss. Um, maybe it would have happened later because I think we probably would have taken another loss if we had have gotten through that match. Um, but it's really righted, um, you know, some things amongst the team and, and really pulled out and unlocked really the best that we have to offer as a unit. Mm -hmm. absolutely and you know again when you look at what you guys have to offer as a unit depth is always the word and you know singles wise I think we know the six that are going to be rolling into Orlando but doubles wise you played around all season long you know as one would do when you have that sort of talent and it does feel like we've settled on you know Sven and Connie at one that was always going to be the case but it does feel like you know Nick and Monty at two and then of course Charlie and Finn at three uh, that you have your doubles teams heading into Orlando and of course we know with the depth the talent of all 16 of these remaining teams that doubles point is going to be so super super crucial because you know while you can win four singles matches it's a hell of a lot easier to only have to win three how are you feeling about the doubles heading into Orlando yeah for sure I mean it's the the doubles point um you know it's such a momentum builder I mean we we do feel comfortable have you know losing the doubles point coming back and getting four um, but, you know, it's just about making sure that our presence is strong, that we're ready to go with good energy at the beginning. And we kind of set the tone of the match um, in the doubles. And, you know, it, 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 
we we spent a lot of time trying to get the combos right. Uh, I think Connie and Sven, you know, started out slow because they hadn't been together. Connie was out for a while with a shoulder injury through most of last year, and it's taken them some time. I'm I'm very uh, happy that the staff uh, continued to believe in them and that those guys put in the work because they're playing incredible tennis now. Um, Nick and Matias have gelled since the first time they ever stood on a court together, and um, you know through you know through tra- trying out some different things we just kept coming back to them and that's worked out really really well and Finn and Charlie just have incredible chemistry um, you know Finn's such a strong competitor and Charlie's so gifted um, you know a- athletically that they really make a, a tough team down there at three uh, that we feel like you know it, it's sometimes teams feel like they have to get two of the spots and the third one is is not not looking so good I mean for us I feel like it, at any point we're, we're a, a favorite at all three spots mm-hmm. um, and really great um, feeling given that you know the doubles is a coin flip mm-hmm. absolutely and you know it goes beyond you know the lineup there's singles there's doubles there's also what's happening off the court do you have who we call RYAN Dickey Ryan Dickerson on a strictly green tea diet to make sure the throat is ready for Orlando <laughs> I mean you know he leads uh he definitely leads the charge off the court I mean the, the guy's done such a phenomenal job as a teammate um you know he's such a gifted gifted player uh you know and, and he's done nothing but win for us um you know and and his role has been you know I would think for most people a tough one and I think there's several guys on this team that have had to adapt to roles that um you know they wouldn't have chosen otherwise but for this you know for the good of the team they sacrificed and they've just been such phenomenal teammates and I would say led by him you know at any moment he's willing to do whatever is needed to give this team the opportunity to have success and you just can't ask for anything more than that yeah I mean I'm looking at these records right now it's crazy you have both the Fransons 16 and 0 combined Garcia's 7 and 0 and you know Sebastian 13 and 5 Finn 15 and 3 yeah, there's there's a lot of guys who I'm sure are very much looking forward to getting out there on the court when their time is called. And again, you look at this team, it does feel like heading, you look at the draw, and I'm sure you try to keep it one match at a time, but Ole Miss and then OSU, TCU, uh, I'm, you know, maybe the coaches look ahead a little bit further just for preparation purposes than the players. But, you know, final serious question, heading into Orlando, I assume it's safe to say you guys, number two overall seed, 31 and four national championship expectations yeah we're certainly not going there to win one um, or play one match now that's that's not you know that, that's not to say that we're not focusing on only Ole Miss right now and and match but uh you know this team wasn't uh put together to make a nice little run in the NCAA tournament no, I mean, you're here to win. I, I would agree with that, and we're very much looking forward to it. And again, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I do have to ask one last question because I just need to know, what sort of voodoo did you perform to Matt Stokowiak when he was down in Waco? Because all I've heard since he's come back is Baylor this and Baylor that, and I just I need to know what you did. I mean, listen, Baylor's a special place. I mean, if, <laughs> if you spend a little bit of time here, you're, you're going to love it. Uh, I think, you know, unless you're – uh, maybe coaching for another school in the Big 12, you're going to have a really good feeling about this place and um, the opportunity that it provides for for you know potential student athletes here. And um, you know was very fortunate to be able to spend some time with uh, 
Koviaks are a wonderful family, and uh, anything that he says is uh, probably unwarranted, um, unless, unless it's about the players and, and the staff that, that surround me. Um, they, they just do a phenomenal job preparing these, these guys and giving them the most incredible experience that we can possibly give them, uh, you know, and it makes it a lot of fun for me, and it, it uh, yeah, I mean, it, may, it pays me in a better light than I deserve for sure <laughs> I, know. I mean you certainly again we started off the top by mentioning the fact that you are now no longer the interim the head coach if you don't mind me saying certainly very much deserved and obviously I am very much looking forward to watching you guys compete in Orlando still trying to negotiate the COVID protocols but I believe they are going to be letting me on site so hopefully I will see you all down there coach Woodson be safe be healthy and of course good luck to you guys this week Thanks, Alex. Hopefully they'll let me on site as well. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Uh, Take care, coach. (laughs) Take care. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Baylor men's tennis head coach Michael Woodson. A huge thank you to him, as always, for taking the time to chat. I will say, as we go throughout the course of these, and I mentioned it at the intro, I'm shooting to talk to all 32 coaches. Some of them aren't going to be 15 minutes in length, certainly early on when I have a little bit more time on my hands. It's easy to do that, but I'm, I'm going to try and shoot for five to 10 minutes, just ask the most pertinent questions. Obviously, we'll hope to get all of these coaches on the show again in the future to dive into their careers, dive into their programs, and so much more. But as always, a huge thank you to Coach Woodson for kicking things off. And obviously, We've got family ties here at Baylor. Matt Stokowiak, our family, therefore Nick Stokowiak, or as I call him, Nikki, obviously going to be family to us, so we will be rooting for the Baylor Bears and wishing them health and success here in the postseason stretch, although I could say that about all of the teams at this point uh, because that's how kind they've been to us here at Cracked Rackets. And again, be on the lookout for more interviews here on the Cracked Interviews feed. We're just going to fly them out as they're released, so you may miss them on the feed, but rest assured we're going to have a link on our website, CrackedRackets.com, where you can find all of the interviews as they happen. Of course, we're going to be breaking down all the action with our analysts, Matt Sekoya, Chris Halioris, the GOAT, Colette Lewis on the Great Shot podcast, so be on the lookout for those this week as well. And if you've missed any of our content, you can find it all on our website, CrackedRackets.com. You need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, we are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly. I am at Great Shot Pod. A shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Flagner and Daniel Westoff, for the fuck of an ending job they do day in, day out. Shout out, as well, to our friends at Midwest Sports. Go to MidwestSports.com. Use that promo code CR15 to get 15% off your order. But with that in mind, for our fantastic guests, Baylor head coach Michael Woodson, for our super producers, Fliegner and Westoff, from our friends at Midwest Sports, and for all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and remember, we will be seeing you all soon. Take care, everyone. <laughs>